Hi, you're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast, episode number four. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. All right, all right. For those of you who are just jumping in, this is actually the third episode of a three-part little mini-series that I'm launching this brand new podcast off with. And this series is all about the first three steps to getting that home life that you want. So whatever it is that you're looking for and hoping to achieve inside of your home, whatever it is that has you listening to this podcast right now, um, these are the first three steps that are going to get you there. So we went over in episode two, we went over the first step, which is all about planning your destination. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell this, I have a little bit of an analogy that I want to share with you. Um, so step one was all about, you know, the what's and the why's. Step two was about self-awareness or basically deciding and determining and evaluating where you currently are. You know, you got to know where you are in order to get to where you want to be. And then today we're going to be going over step three. So let me just walk you through a little bit of a, a a mental picture here. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about a car. You're you're loading up your car. You're planning on going on a trip, and if you're looking at step one, that's going to be all about planning the route for this trip. Okay, we're looking at the what's and the why's. You're planning what you're hoping to have in the end result. Okay, if you're looking at going on a vacation or going to visit somebody, anytime you get in your car and go somewhere, you have some kind of an end destination generally in mind. So, step number one is all about just planning what that destination is going to be. Where are you going? Right? How are you going to get there? What What are the details? What's it going to look like? What are you going to experience while you're there? Now, it's funny, I, I was actually talking to Matt. And for those of you who don't know, Matt is um, my partner, we live together, we're raising these wonderful kids together. And we were talking yesterday about how different we are in the realm of like planning and taking chances and how we live our lives. It kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen that movie, Along Came Polly. He's totally like the risk assessor type of person. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm living my life. I've been like this since I was a kid. I'm not going to be changing anytime soon. Um, You know, I take risks. And I kind of I'm spontaneous, I live by the seat of my pants. And I guess in that way, we do kind of compliment each other, I get him to get out of his little hermit shell more often. And he, you know, kind of keeps me grounded, which is which is good. It's a nice balance. Um, All of that to say that I don't, I don't necessarily always plan the route. I'm not necessarily always a planner, which is kind of funny, I guess, because I spend so much time on the blog and on social media talking about using different like bullet journals and planners and how to plan and, and the great miracle that we're even able to plan that we're the only species that has this whole prefrontal cortex of our brains that allows us to make these conscious planning decisions. Um, and, you know, I'm getting to where when I, when I have long term goals, I do use these tools. You know, I do obviously take a lot of time to plan and and schedule dates and stuff, but I still have to maintain that little bit of my life, that little piece that lets me just be me, just be spontaneous and jump without the net sometimes. But one thing that I always 
always know is what I want. And that's really all that you need for step one. All that you need is to be able to know what it is that you want. All you need is that clarity. You need to pick something to decide. And if that requires you going through tons of pictures or, you know, looking through Instagram and making Instagram boards or looking through um, and, and Instagram boards, Pinterest boards or looking through Instagram, you know what I mean? Just, you know, whatever kind of inspiration from the outside that you need in order to really hone in and decide exactly what you want, what you want those end results results to be. Um, that's what you need to do. And it may not always be, you know, like a physical result that you're that you're concerned about. You may not need to look at images. It may be more of an emotional result that you're wanting or more of a, a lifestyle, daily life experience type of result that you're wanting. But whatever that is, you need to get super clear on what you want. And that is always going to be the first step. 50% of the journey, 50% of this drive is going to be in getting clarity on what you want. And that's not just the case with your home. It's really the case in, in, with anything. 50% and really the hardest part is the part that you have to do first. The hardest part is getting clarity. Have you ever, you know, experienced just where you don't know what you want? You know, you're sitting at a restaurant and you don't know what you want to order. And I'm somebody who has to read through the entire menu <laughs> to really make an educated decision. And I'll generally go back to what I was initially thinking I was going to order in the first place. But you just, you know, those situations where you're having to make a decision just like that. And especially the more options you have, it can be really overwhelming. It's, it's kind of torturous, though, to not know what you want to just not have that clarity to not know what, what your next step is, because at least when you know what you want, you can start taking those actions to achieve it. And really, that's what this is all about that first step, getting to know what you want. So you're planning the route, you're deciding the destination. And then step two is to assess where you are. So with this car analogy, that's going to be making sure that the car can run. What's under the hood? You know, do you have oil? Do you have gas? Uh, do you have the things that you need in order to be able to get from point A to point B? So as that relates to your home, I'd use some examples of just assessing why your home is in the situation that it's currently in. If you have a lot of clutter, why do you have clutter? What type of clutter are you holding on to? Um, how are you having, you know, strong enough boundaries inside of your home spaces with the people in your life, as well as with the belongings themselves, everything kind of needs some kind of boundaries or your stuff's just going to bleed everywhere. And we'll get into more strategies and details like that in another podcast episode. But in general, assessing where you stand, what state is your home in? What state is your mind in? What's leading the condition to be the condition that it is. So step number two, assessing where you are. Now, if you are going to take a trip, and I used this example last time, but if, if I'm really bad at navigation, and if somebody were to dump me off at some intersection somewhere in the world and not tell me where I was and not give me a GPS or a map, I'm gonna have a really hard time getting from where I am to home. If that's my destination is to go home, I'm gonna have a really hard time getting there because I don't even know where I'm at currently. So you see how it's important in order to achieve any kind of destination that A, you know where you're going. So if we're in a car and I'm going home, home is my destination. But B, that you know where you are currently. Because you can't get from point A to point B without having those first two pieces of information. Where are you going? And where are you currently? So that brings us to today's episode, which is step number three. And step number three is to finally take that action to execute 
to execute on the previous two pieces of information you have. Now you're able to take action and you're moving forward. And this is where you'll start to see the results from the previous two steps. You did the hard work, you front loaded that first 50%, you've got everything strategic and planned, but now you're going to start to take that action. And what you'll find actually is that You know, a lot of times I said that finding that clarity is the most difficult part. And a lot of times people get stumped there and you have to kind of skip ahead to step three and just take some kind of action in order to get the clarity in the first place. A lot of times action brings clarity. So while it's great if you know where you're going, you know what you want, and you're you're able to at least hone in on some of the details for that, don't worry if you don't have everything hashed out because by the time you get to step three and you start taking actions, you're going to find that more of that clarity is going to come. You're going to find more of what you like, more of what you need by experimenting trial and error and just, you know, getting your hands dirty. So taking action is going to breed more clarity. I just want to throw that out there because yes, we do have a an order to things here. But as with life, sometimes things go a little bit out of order and you might need to just do something to make some kind of inspired action in order to really gain more of that clarity. But listen, this is where things start getting real. This is where your brain starts trying to pull back because it senses that an act, a change is actually about to occur. And you know that automatically fires off the warning signals because your brain's job is to keep you safe. And what's safe is the status quo, the thing that you've always done. So you can expect that about the time you're ready to start taking action or somewhere in the process of taking action, you're going to start coming up with different excuses. Or, you know, your brain's going to start reasoning with you about why you don't really need to do this today. Another time would be better. Um, It would be so much more fun if you were just to be able to enjoy this time to relax instead of getting in and and doing the things that you wanted to be able to accomplish. Um, You know, all of these different excuses and and concerns are going to start to present themselves. And that's a totally normal physiological response. I just want you to understand that going into it, that this is going to happen. You will meet resistance at some point along the path. But the important part is that you continue to make forward progress. And I know this is about where I get a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, that's easy for you to say, Mia, you only have two children. I have five or six or my situation is very different. I have in-laws that live with me. Therefore, it's not. And I want to tell you that, like, Whatever your situation is, there is somebody else out there who has a very similar, possibly even the same situation and is able to live their life the way that they want. They're able to find that peaceful time. They're able to simplify and streamline and make space for the things that they want in their lives. So even though your situation may feel like it's impossible or may feel like it's a super special scenario, and maybe maybe it is a unique scenario, don't allow that to become an excuse for you not to be able to make forward progress. I had somebody actually tell me really recently, you know, when you're online, everybody has an opinion about what you're doing and how you're doing it. So I shared about how I'm basically taking a break this summer. I'm taking the summer off that the kids are going to um, to visit with their dad for the summer and visit with all of our family because I'm from Texas. I'm 
several states away over here in Oregon. So they're going to get to go spend the summer with all of their family out there in Texas doing really cool hot summer type events. And I'm taking, for the most part, a break. Obviously, I'm launching a podcast, so it's not a totally breaky break. Um, I also finished writing a book just last month. So I still got projects going on, but I'm not really going. I I get to kind of do things at my own pace. Um, So it feels really nice. You know, it feels like we're getting a little bit of a vacay. But as soon as I posted that, and as soon as I shared, you know, how excited I am about taking this break and how everybody should take some downtime at some point just to be able to refresh and kickstart your brain. Um, Of course, I had one person jump in and say, well, it must be nice. It must be nice that you're able to do that. No wonder you're able to keep things so simplified and clutter free. And these are the type of things that our brains come up with whenever we want to rationalize and reason why we aren't living the way that we're wanting to live. We're not, um, you know, following through with the things that we wish we were following through with, but we're not. So instead, we come up with these excuses and we tell ourselves that it's just not possible. And all of these limiting beliefs from childhood or just from different experiences that we've had, all these limiting beliefs that tell us that, you know, we're just not an organized person. So there's no sense in even trying because it's just not in our makeup or, you know, whatever it is that my mom was a hoarder. So this is just the way it's going to be. You know, this is the way that it has to be. And even though I don't have any spare time and I feel like I'm constantly just trying to play keep up with everything around me, there's nothing that I can do about it. And we get in this whole mentality of being a victim to our circumstances. And nobody out there is truly a victim to their circumstances. There's always something that you can do. So really, there are three levels of things happening that are resulting in your emotional response. There's the situation, which may or may not be controllable. It could be some outside factor or illness or, you know, just some kind of life situation that's not entirely in your control. Sometimes the situations are completely controllable, like you've chosen to move houses, you've chosen to um, have children or travel or whatever, whatever that changes. It might be something that you've chosen that situation, but a lot of times it's not anything we have control over. So there's the situation and then there's the result of the situation. Now the result of the situation, again, may or may not be something that you have control over. But it's more often that you do have some kind of control over the result. So for example, maybe you're being forced to to leave the apartment that you're living in for whatever reason, they're renovating the apartments, or you know, you your income status has changed, but you're being forced to leave and vacate that residence. So Now, that's the situation, the result of that situation, well, you have some leeway in that. Okay, so maybe you move back home with family for a while. Maybe you choose to move down to the apartment down the street. Maybe you take this opportunity to go look at buying a house. You know, there are different results that you can kind of choose based on the situation at hand. And then there is your mindset about the previous two things. There's how you feel and how you choose to think about it. And so that mindset about about how you feel about the situation that's happening, does it feel like something that's negative? Does it feel like something that's exciting or positive? How do you feel about the result of the situation? Is that something that you can spin around, you know, to be something positive if maybe the situation itself wasn't? 
So for the example with the apartment, maybe um, they're renovating the apartment and it's really a hassle. It's not something that you would like to have to do right now. You weren't planning on moving. And so your emotions about that situation are negative. But maybe you can spin that around to a positive by the result that you're choosing to take in response to that situation. So of course, you know, life is full of situations. There are a million different situation possibilities out there. And there are just as many possible results of situations out there. But the way that you think about it, the way that you choose to view and feel about the situation and the result makes all the difference in the world. Train yourself to make your immediate response, how? How can I work through this? Instead of having your immediate response be, well, I can't. Okay, so all of these things, these are the things that are going to come up whenever you start to really make changes and dive in and take action inside of your home space, inside of your lifestyle, um, with any new habits or routines or whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to improve there inside of your day to day home life. Now, maybe you have a much larger disaster in your home that's going to take you some time to work through. And it's important that you don't feel guilty or, you know, let that kind of bear down on you to where you don't continue taking forward action. You can't do everything. All right, but you you can do something. So, so many people say, you have no idea what my schedule looks like. I have literally no time. Um, you know, I'm constantly working overtime or I have so many activities and community responsibilities and yada, 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 whatever, whatever you're shoving your time with. And that's a lesson for a whole different podcast episode. But um, you may not have time to do everything, but you can do something. You can, if you have stairs, you can carry some things that need to go downstairs just to the edge of the stairs. That way, the next time you're taking a trip down, you can just grab a load of whatever needs to go down there and take it with you. And it's in that way, not taking any extra time because you were going that direction anyway. There's always something that you can do. There's always some kind of action that you can take in the moment that you're in. Wherever you are, you can take some kind of little action in that area and you can even make that a part of your daily routine or habit. You know, like when you're brushing your teeth, that's when you tend to the bathroom counter and start making a little bit of progress there. You're standing there anyway, it's not taking any extra time. So, you know, don't get into that mindset of I don't have time to do anything. So I'm just forced to live in this situation. um, Because those tiny bite sized steps, they end up giving big results later on down the road. And you can always do something. So Hopefully this is clicking with you. Hopefully this is something that you can, you know, you can see these little changes that you can make. Now, of course, you want to be taking strategic action. You don't want to just be jumping in. And, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is that when they're first getting started, they get this, you know, this fire that I'm going to go do it, I'm going to get it done. And they walk into the basement that they haven't been in for 20 years that's packed full of stuff. And they decide just to they're going to try to just dive in no strategy, no plan in place, we're just going to go dive in. And I could tell you that that type of action will lead to overwhelm and feeling paralyzed by your clutter and the spaces in them. So yes, it is important to have some kind of a strategy or plan in place. And you know, you can get these strategies like I have a ton of them on my blog, I'll definitely be mentioning different types of strategies here on the podcast. Um, But yeah, that's, that's something that you don't want to just go in there and get yourself in a situation where you're surrounded by piles of clutter, and then you feel defeated and overwhelmed. And it's a very negative experience. So of course, 
grab your strategy, but don't let that be an excuse. Don't become an information hoarder who's constantly just surfing for new checklists and new, you know, task organizing tips and stuff online and printing it out and collecting it and reading it because reading it makes you feel like you're doing something when really you're procrastinating and you're not taking any action at all. So get a get us, you know, a simple strategy, the simpler, the better, and take some kind of bite sized action consistently, you know, whether that's every single day or every time you walk into another room, or however you choose to to plan this thing out and to structure it, depending on what it is that you have going on, make those consistent actions until you re- achieve the result that you're looking for. Well, that's the end of this mini series, guys. I'm glad that you are here. I am just so excited and honored that you're here listening to me right now. I think that this is so cool. Um, It's very exciting for me to be able to share these things and to be able to share them in a different format from the blog that I've been doing for so long. And so, you know, if you're enjoying listening to this, then I would super appreciate it if you would go leave a review on iTunes and, you know, subscribe for any future podcasts so that you can continue getting any future strategies and interviews and information that I'm going to get out there to you guys. Have a great one.